you know, it doesn't matter what happens um, on the competition floor. Obviously, I want to win. That's my number one goal, but it doesn't define me as a human being. My faith defines me as a human being. You know, my family is a huge part of, of who I am. And then fitness is last, so it's almost you know, faith, family, fitness for me. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Thanks for tuning in today. I have a very special episode today. It is the Q&A with Rich Froning from the BCS Classic. Rich Froning is a four-time CrossFit Games champion as an individual and a four-time champion as a team. Rich is from CrossFit Mayhem and he came down for the BCS Classic. In this interview, Rich talks about his faith, his family, and his fitness. The three areas that are most important to him and you're going to hear how he lives those out. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope it inspires you. So guys, this right here uh, is just going to be a very casual conversation with Rich. And, you know, Rich, just so you know, um, I want you to just kind of share your heart to yep. these questions. We're going to pick apart the three areas that this event is about, which, which is family, fitness, and faith. And I read your book first. I had it for a long time, but I finally started reading it uh, about three months ago. And you talk about those three areas of your life being in the book, in like chapter three, very beginning, that that's basically your core values. So can you share with me how that started, how you even established having those three core values, family, fitness, and faith? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you've got to kind of back up to 2010. You know, we were talking earlier. You, that was the first time you went to the games. That was my first CrossFit games. And um, anybody who's familiar with kind of my story, um, you know, I grew up in, in church, um, but it was more of a, a necessity, like I had to go. It wasn't really a relationship type faith. It was, um, I woke up on Sunday, my mom said, hey, let's go to church. And so we went to church. And so I was baptized when I was three months old in the Catholic faith and um, went to church. When we moved to Tennessee, we started going to a Presbyterian church, then went to uh, a Baptist church for a little while. And it was, but it was always... Um, I had to go to church. And so fast forward a little bit, competitive career, started doing CrossFit in 2010, um, went to sectionals. It was back then, it was sectionals, there was no open. And uh, if you got the top 15, you went to regionals. And so we showed up on the way to spring break. Turns out I was in the top 15 after day one. I ended up winning that sanctional, so we hung out a little longer. Uh, went to regionals, won my region, went to the games. And so I'd really um, let CrossFit and fitness, I'd always been into fitness since I'd played baseball growing up and it kind of become who I was, you know, it's CrossFit was becoming my identity, you know, it was something that I, I found out that I could excel at and, and really um, def thought it defined me as a human being. And so, you know, at the, the end of the games, I was going into the final event, I was in first place and anybody who... Um, knows what happened. There's some a rope climb fail. If you go to YouTube, it's on there. Um, it, you can watch it. It was tons of fun. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday, but uh, that's neither here nor there. And uh, so fast forward about a couple months after that, I was miserable. I hated, hated working out. I hated um, this thing that I started to like define who I was, CrossFit. And um, you know, like I said, I had this faith that was more me driven, more what can God do for me? And like when I would pray, it was, hey, help me with this. Hey, do this for me. Um, it, when I read the Bible, it was looking for verses that would actually pertain to helping me versus reading verses that were actually applicable to life. And so 
Um, at that point, I had some good people, that, uh, good friends, that really started asking me some tough questions, like, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? And so my thinking was, yeah, I've gone to church my whole life, you know, I pray all the time, but then in the back of my mind, I started thinking, I'm not living like Christ called us to live. And so I started reading in Matthew, um, and Matthew, through all the Gospels, and, and at that point decided that, you know, Jesus got baptized at 30 years old, why can't I get baptized at 30, or at 20, was I 23 at the time? And so uh, it really reset everything and, and made me realize that my faith is what defines me and Christ that defines me and not CrossFit. And so for me, um, that really helped me competitively. It helped me in my life um, that, you know, it doesn't matter what happens um, on the competition floor. Obviously, I want to win. That's my number one goal, but it doesn't define me as a human being. My faith defines me as a human being. You know, my family is a huge part of, of who I am. And then fitness is last. So it's almost reverse, you know, faith, family, fitness for me. And, um, you know, that was really when I decided that's, that's who I am and, and that's, uh, that's, that's where we're at today. Man, that's awesome. And uh, you, you talk about that in your book. And there's a guy, Chip Pugh, and you kind of mentioned some people asking you some hard questions. And I think everybody here can relate to having people in your life who really love you and who ask you hard questions. And so can you just expand on that relationship and when he was kind of challenging you and what, what is your purpose? You know, and, and again, it's a, your story's fast forward, right? But like, can we take a, a two or three month season that you kind of tell that it was, and I think we can all, if we slow down right. for a minute yeah. or a day or two, why are we here? Right. And I love that you slowed down, and I love that you came out of that the way you did, but I think Chip Pugh, it sounds like, was a huge influence in that. Yeah, there was, it was Chip, um, also uh, one of my professors actually at Tennessee Tech, uh, Michael Phillips, uh, was a huge, huge inspiration in that, and a huge mentor, I guess, at that point. Um, and Donovan Degree, really good friend of mine, he's the one that actually asked me the question. I was working for Chip at the time as an assistant strength coach. Um, but yeah, just having those guys that I could, uh, I, I looked up to because they, they had the type of faith that uh, I read about in the Bible. So having relationships with those guys that um, I respected their opinion and I could ask them those tough questions, but I vow we had enough relationship that um, I felt like if they said something, um, it actually meant something versus, you know, if you don't know somebody and you're trying to just, you know, beat them down with, with religion or with verses and stuff like that, they might just brush you off. So you got to have some type of relationship before you can actually, you know, do that type of stuff. And, I, and I, it was a more of a, and it's my leadership style as well, is lead by example type. You know, I saw them in prayer every day or reading their Bible every day and, and living out um, their faith versus just somebody saying something and then you, you see them kind of away from um, the public eye or just in private and they're a completely different person not that way and so for me those guys were were just huge respect they were uh, for lack of better term here where they're just constantly you know you know telling you this and telling you that and and not really living it and they even might even be living it out but I don't have a relationship with that person then I don't they don't know me enough to like just talk to me that way and so for me personally, that's always been a, a, you know, that's the type of person that I, I um, wanna be, is, is somebody that, you know, 
you have, I hope a relationship and we can talk about those things, but I'm not going to talk down to you, I guess. No, I, I definitely think you model that very well Appreciate and that. obviously having their, their influence and mentorship. Um, that year you got a tattoo yep. and I think most people think you probably had it forever. No, yep. uh, But it, it happened in that year after the 2010 second place finish. So talk about that verse yep. specifically in choosing that in the location yeah. and you kind of say in your book it kind of just worked out great because you said because it works great for CrossFit movements but I think it's because you kept winning and your <laughs> arm goes That's up. Right. So uh, can you just talk about Galatians 614 and how CrossFit Mayhem has that on its logo? Yeah, I guess I'm right-handed, so the celebration fist pumps usually right hand, so it shows it. Um, no, but yeah, Galatians 6:14, and it's uh, may I never boast in anything except for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has been crucified to me and I to the world. And so, um, in 2011, I actually think it was between event one and event two, or two and three. I can't remember of the Open that year. It was the first year of the Open. Was when I got that tattoo. And for me, it was you know as I was reading, and I really for it just stuck out as as a way to show that, hey, no matter what I do um, in CrossFit or in life, um, really what matters is what, what I cross. And, and so it's, I, I'm never boast about what I've done in life. And it's, it's those things of the world, have, I've died to them, and, and Christ is what's going to show. And that's, that's what I try to live my life by, and, and um, that's kind of my, it's my life verse for sure. And now you're here, you know, nine years post that, and I'm sure the layers have just continued to yeah. the foundation. Um, next year, 2011, you talk about specifically, you know, everybody here, I guarantee you, if you're an athlete, and I said this earlier this morning to the volunteers, I go, these athletes are nervous. They're anxious. They probably didn't sleep very well last night. You talk about that first event at the 2011 games being the swim at the beach, and you had to get up at four in the morning, but you didn't sleep great and you're on the bus, and, or you guys are heading out there, and you, you, know, you said, man, I, you know, and then you read Jeremiah 29, 11 yep. through 13, and you still, according to you, 26th place, yeah. which yeah. isn't probably, 20, oh, 27. Yeah. You did, where you probably didn't want to start, nope. and then you kind of talked about just how your perspective, 2011, because of what you've been through, comparatively to 2010, was entirely different. How that verse spoke to you, you're talking to CrossFitters yeah. who obviously compete, who love to do the sport. You're a games at, hey, you're a games champion, and you're still feeling that. Can you talk about how your relationship with the Lord, His Word, yeah. and all that play into that? Yeah. So a little backstory on that. You know, I'm I'm on the bus. For those who haven't read the book, uh, I'm on the bus. Uh, I'm praying. And I'm kind of like, all right, God, you know, this this year, new mindset. You know, I'm doing this for you. Show me what your plans are. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper and keep you. Blah blah. And uh, so I'm like, all right, it's good. You know, we're we're gonna He's gonna prosper me and keep me. And 27. And uh, I'm like, all right, I guess uh, I'm gonna be a humble loser here. And and. Um, just, I guess the plan is not to be good at cross, but I guess I'm gonna go back to the fire department. I'm gonna, you know, just do that. And, you know, not, not really checking out at that point, but I was mentally, I was like, all right, well, I said I wasn't gonna let this define me. And it was very freeing. And I, you know, I do believe God is an all-knowing God. I don't, I, I don't think that He actually intervenes in athletic type events. And so, you know, it's, um, it for me, it was like. All right, it was very freeing, though, to that I didn't have that pressure. And so I feel like that helped me 
uh, and has helped me throughout the years that, you know, and a little bit of experience through the years knowing that one event at the CrossFit Games isn't um, your, your entire weekend. You know, it's a bunch of events. So that was very, uh, like I said, freeing. And I think that's kind of what's helped me win the last couple years is knowing that that's not what defines me. Obviously not one single event, but how I do at the CrossFit Games doesn't define who I am. And uh, that's really where that started and was the first time it clicked and I was okay with it, I guess. That's awesome. I love that and, and I want to shift. We hung out in faith. Yep. Let's go to family. I made a comment earlier because we're trying to get from Pad C back up to kind of, you know, the timeline and we're trying to stick to it and everybody rightfully so wants pictures and I'm like, man, I feel sorry for Hillary. I don't know what she does going on anywhere with you. Uh, let's talk about Hillary. You know, I love in your, you know, in your book and, and I think you kind of make it known that like she's not like the CrossFit is cool, but she almost, don't care. yeah, she doesn't care. And doesn't so care. marriage is amazing. Yep. I love my wife. I believe in marriage. I think it's one of the greatest gifts we get on this earth. I see that through you with Hillary. Can you talk, I mean, encourage couples or just talk about your marriage specifically yep. with Hillary. Tie into that, how she kind of doesn't think CrossFit's a big deal right. and how that actually is God loving you well yeah. and yeah. reinforcing the truth that you state right. that it doesn't matter. And he gave you a specific type of wife to love so, you that way. For sure. Yeah, so a little backstory, um, and this might actually be in the documentary, but um, I, I, so I snatched, no, this wasn't a documentary. So I snatched 305 in 2012 at some like charity liftoff competition. And so I'm pretty excited, um, something that I've wanted to do for a couple years at that point and was fired up and Hillary comes back there and she says, what's, what's the point in putting that much weight over your head? And I was kind of like, yeah, you're right, but uh, I was pretty excited. So we always joke that it's like I could come in and say, I PR'd. She's like, that's great. Go take out the trash. That's all she really cares about. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's amazing to have a wife that's my biggest fan, my biggest critic at the same time. Um, super supportive, but really could care less about anything uh, performance-wise. Really doesn't know what's going on half the time. Um, I'm going to tell you a story. She'd probably kill me if I ever told you this. So she goes in spurts of like, she wants to work out, so she'll work out for a couple weeks or a couple days or a day, and then she won't work out for a couple months or a year or two. And uh, so one time I was going on a trip, and we had this uh, barn. It was before we moved to the, our house now. We had this little, like, garage shed. Anybody seen, seen any of the YouTube videos? You've seen it. Um, she decided to go out there and work out, and it was probably 40, 30, 40 degrees that night, and uh, she's telling me the story. I wish this video was still here. So. She's trying to do wall balls, doesn't realize there's different weights on the bed balls, says she almost broke her wrist because she grabbed a 30 instead of a 14. Um, then she swears she could do a muscle up. She's like, they don't look hard. You guys, like, it's just, I'm like, I don't want to say you could never do a muscle up, but you can't do a pull up and you can't do a ring dip. You could learn those things, but you can't right now. She's like, I, I, I know I could do a muscle up. Well, so she decides to set up the camera. Gets in, the, gets in frame, says, you don't think I can do a muscle-up, but I'm going to show you. Well, she can't jump to the rings, so she stacks up some weights. She said she jumped up to the rings, well, missed one ring, so she's hanging there, decides not to waste her energy and drop from the ring, falls, twists her ankle, said she's laying out of frame going, oh, no, oh, I think I broke my ankle. 
she deleted the video. I can't, I wish it was somewhere on the cloud, but um, she, she surprisingly told me the story, but she deleted the video. She's like, I thought I was gonna die out there because that's the last place anybody would look for me. So that's, that's Hillary, she's, that's about spot on for her. She's awesome, but yeah, she could care less about anything fitness-wise, and that's good. You know, I don't, I don't have to put my self-worth in that either. Yeah, no, I, I love how God gave you a wife yeah. Because you said that's how he feels about you, and he gave you a wife that feels, you know, he uses her. Yeah. And um, so let's talk about your kids, because in Froning 4, the documentary, which was so well done, and you guys shared about your infertility. Yeah. And man, that, I think the, the heartstrings of a lot of people who have struggled, you know, not everybody goes out and shares their struggles, and you guys knowing that, you know, again, why... What's your per? Yeah, why and so you guys were very vulnerable and sharing and now you have three beautiful children. And I have you've met my kids. I have four. Uh, we're kind of in a similar stage of life and you know they're they're amazing sometimes and then they're just exhausting most of the time. But yeah. So talk about having three little kids. Talk about how life is so different for you in this season previously. Just you know, talk about being a dad, Rich Froning is the dad. Yeah. Yeah, so um, for those who don't know, we, we kind of had some infertility issues for a couple years and no real no reason, no scientific reason. Um, I think it was all God and I think it was for a reason, you know, our plan when we were talking about having a family was to have three biological and adopt one and God was like, yeah, yeah that's funny. Um, that's not my plan. And so we have three uh, adopted, amazing adopted children, Lakeland, who's five, uh, Trice, Richard the third, but we call him Trice. Um, is two and a half, um, the most destructive child on the face of the planet. Uh, Violet, who's actually Lakeland's biological half-sister, they're half-sisters, and she's the sweetest little girl there is. And um, Lakeland is, is full of energy, full of life, full of sass, and there's nothing like being a dad. And it's, um, it's really eye-opening and kind of scary on the things that they pick up on. I mean, you know how it is. It's like I've never once told either the two older ones go out to the barn a lot to me, with me or to the gym and just to see the things that they pick up on. And, and I've never once told them, hey, let's go work out. But Lakeland's always like, dad, can we do a workout? And I'm like, let's do it, girl. And so, you know, she has her pull-up bar. Um, she has her barbell. And it was funny the other day, the first time Trice kind of like, I saw him picking up the barbell and chucking it, picking it up, chucking it. And I was like, all right, he's starting to pick up on, you know, what's going on in here. So it's, it's incredible just to, you know, it really makes you understand unconditional love. You know, you think you understand it before um, you have kids and then uh, just to see, you know, they could be the most rotten thing, you know, the meanest, you know, tell you they hate you. And then two seconds later, they tell you you're the best dad in the world and you're like, you're, you're the, I'm, okay, I'm good. We're good again. And so um, it's, it's pretty crazy. And like I said, it's the most rewarding thing, I think, on the planet is uh, as being a dad. No, I agree, man, and I think the season of life that we're in right now, it looks so different because later, you know, the people that are in that next yep. phase when they're a little older are saying entirely different things. You know, like right now we're bathing all these kids and doing from, bedtime. and From 5 o'clock till 8 o'clock yeah. is chaos. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, you know, marriage, family, uh, kids, adoption, phenomenal, just uh, testimony. Fitness, and, and I think I would be doing a disservice to everyone here if we didn't talk about, I mean, everybody kind of knows, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's very impressive. 2010, second so place, well, yeah. <laughs> and then four first places, and then 
two, one, two. Two first places, one second place, and then two first places last year. It just seemed like, you know, it was. Last year was fun. Yeah. And what's in the future, if you can give any vision for Rich Froning, CrossFit Mayhem, um, competition, personal brand, yep. uh, just all of that? Yeah, so, you know, my goal um, always at it, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, you know, as soon as the games are over, um, it's kind of like when you're a kid at Christmas, you know, you, the day after Christmas, what's next? It's what's for Christmas next year. It's as bad as it sounds, that's the way it is with us. It's the way it is for me personally with the games. It's the, the next day, um, that season's already over and it's, it's already kind of thinking about next year. And so, you know, the game plan is to, to win the CrossFit games again. And, you know, this year is probably the best I've felt in years. Um, in a good place mentally, a good place physically. And so as long as I feel like I'm not holding the team back, I'll continue to compete and continue to do that. So as an athlete, that's the game plan. Um, as far as mayhem goes, you know, we'll, we'll field a team and, and try to keep having, you know, we've got Haley Adams, who's a, did great at the games as a rookie. Uh, so she's still training with us, goes to Tennessee Tech now. Um, so, you know, continue to help her out. She trains with us all the time. Still do a bunch of the online, I do a, a lot of the online programming that we, we have, and then we host a ton of uh, CrossFit events, you know, level ones, that type of stuff. We do those train with rich weekends, which are a blast. Then we have a, a sanctional that we're hosting this year. Um, we're gonna try to go to a couple this year on a t as a team. Um, I can't really tell you yet who our, our next guy is, but um, he was an individual last year and, and uh, finished pretty well. So it should be a pretty good season this next season, I hope. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the game plan. Got some uh, bison coming in the spring to the house, and Hillary's terrified and keeps watching these videos on you know people getting too close to wild bison in, in Yellowstone and sending them to me and telling them they're going to kill our kids and all this stuff. But uh, I think it'll be all right. So uh, that's the game plan now. That's awesome. You saying that makes me think. I've thought this the last two years because I've been at the CrossFit Games the last two years, so I feel like I've gotten to watch you guys. Um, I watch you guys compete against the other teams. And from my seat, what I see CrossFit Mayhem doing that I don't see any other team doing as well as you is y'all are unified. Y'all have what I would call the absolute best communication, chemistry, teamwork. I mean, you could have a team next to you that individually might beat you guys if, but, and I've said this, I said, the Mayhem, they are a team, and so, you know, I don't know how many of your co competition will be watching this, so you want to give away your secrets, <laughs> but, man, I, how do you do that, and how do you create such a great culture in your team? Uh, I mean, it just starts, everybody on the team are great people, I and mean, we've had, we've been blessed with, with great people on the team each year, uh, very selfless people. I feel like this year, this last year, was probably our most selfless group. Um, we meshed about as well as you possibly could. Um, I mean, you have some incredible individual athletes to start with, but um, we just had a good time. You know, they're my best friends. We hang out together a lot because we train together a lot. And, uh, but everybody just kind of knew what their role was. And, um, you know, it's not a ton of leadership that has to go into that. I'm, like I said, I'm not a, a rah-rah, get-in-your-face type of person. I'm more of a um, lead-by-example. You know, those guys know that I'll, I'll suffer beside them, and I'll be the one that'll, that'll work just as hard as they will. So, like I said, it really just it, it starts with a good group of people and a bunch of selfless people, and, and it's, we've just, we just have fun together. And, and, you know, the communication side is easy, and everybody's honest, and nobody, 
um, really tries to do anything outside of what they know they're capable of. And we all understand that, hey, they're giving it their all. We've suffered together. We've trained hard together. You know, me and Tasia and Dre trained together a lot. And then China was, you know, she'd come and hang out for 10 days at a time every month. Um, but we know we're giving it our all. And so um, it just makes it easy. And you got to, you know, you got to throw egos out the door. And sometimes, like Tasia, on a couple events, let some of us, you know, carry some extra sandbags and she let her ego go. But some people can't do that. You know, they think, oh, I got I to gotta carry my load. But when you know that your teammates are a little stronger in an area, that's great. Tasia makes up for it in barbell cycling or anything like that, a heavy barbell. And so that's what a team is, and is, is carrying, you know, in a certain event, carrying your weakest link. And so uh, we have a, a great group of people. And like I said, some of my best friends. So cool, because I, I love hearing that. You guys are a great example of a great team. And I think that's a great segue into the kind of the closing of the Q&A and segue into the, the next piece, which will be the fundraiser. Yep. You had a partner today. You had a teammate, John Devlin. John, will you come up here? John, get up here. Tanner, will you come up too, man? And uh, bring, the, yeah, the check too. Um, so John was Rich's partner today. And, you know, his gym alone raised over $14,000 for the Ronald McDonald Charities, guys. Give it up for, and total was $27,605 for the Ronald McDonald House. And I, in a short answer, um, so we can move on to the awards, I want Rich to kind of talk specifically about John. And if you don't know his story, we put it out on Wednesday. Uh, I mean, great, great story. But Rich, talk, give us a short answer about your experience working out with John today. John crushed it. Uh, man, that was, that was incredible. The, man, how much money you raised, that's impressive. And to all CrossFit Richardson, um, thank you guys. Uh, just, I mean, really speechless just to say how much money, you know, you raised in such a short amount of time and busted your butt and came out today and uh, was, was ready to throw down. So, impressive, man. Impressive. And then John, short answer, man, just what did it mean to you, your personal hero, Rich Froney, you're standing next to him, you got to do three workouts with him. What did that mean to you today? Awesome. Thank you. Tanner, thank you. We got the picture. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.